Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, offering securities through United Planner Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC shares his planning approach to help people toward a place where they may be at peace regarding their financial goals. In this dynamic podcast, Royal will share his insights on how to design a retirement plan to help you plan for your future. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Life by Design with Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors. Today we're talking about transitioning into retirement. Good morning, Royal. Good morning. Great to be here. Yeah. So transitioning into retirement, that is a big, broad subject. There's a lot we could talk about. What are we focusing on today? Absolutely. Now, when we sit down with clients, for the most part, we're talking about the money side of things. We're talking about that transition into uh, stopping your your kind of day-to-day job there and transitioning to a, a point in time where you're living off Social Security and uh, the other assets you've accumulated over time. We're going to step back from that conversation today, and we're going to focus on that transition uh, into retirement and what happens mentally and emotionally to you uh, when you mm-hmm. step out of the workforce and begin that that change into kind of this later stage of life uh, where you're no longer working, uh, you yeah, know, five I, days a week? I can see. I love this subject. I absolutely love it. I love the psychology of it. I love kind of diving into the personalities of, of different types of people that are going through this type of transition. Uh, but I think a lot of people are thinking right now mentally. Uh, when I transition to retirement, there's going to be one reoccurring word that's going to go over my in my head over and over, and that's woohoo, right? <laughs> woohoo, uh, retirement. Uh, but some people may be dreading it as well. But uh, so, so where do we want to start in this unpacking this subject today? I'm really excited. Yeah, I, I what where I want to start is really just uh, with the realization that everyone mm-hmm. is wired differently. And everyone has a different set of circumstances. So we're going to be talking somewhat generally. I don't just want to focus on so, like the the typical married couple or, you know, a, a single person. We're going to talk about both of those. But I want to make sure we include everyone in this conversation because everybody has a different, uh, different set of circumstances that they're going to step right. into retirement with. Um, so the first thing, let's just kind of start with defining what we get from uh, our our job, our career, our work. So number one, I think the the, the number one thing that that we get is is money. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's very important to get paid so, yeah. for the work that you do. Um, but in reality, I think there's some other very very important things, and some would say uh, more important than money is the sense of camaraderie you get uh, mm-hmm. from going to work each day. Uh, for a lot of people, the, their coworkers are the people they spend the majority of their working career around. You know, you might only get, you know, four or five hours with your your family in the evenings, uh, but you're getting a solid eight or nine hours each day with yeah, that's people a great you're, point. you're working around. And when you step out of the workforce there, you know, a lot of those relationships uh, are just going to kind of disappear. You might see them occasionally for, you know, a, a cup of coffee or a lunch here or there, but you're, you're, you're going to lose that every day Hey, Bob, how you doing? Yeah, How's your exactly. kids? Uh, that sort of thing. The other thing I think that's really important for people is a sense of purpose. You know, uh, no matter kind of what you're doing, um, there, there's just a sense of purpose in a job well done. Uh, if you're working in a career that you find personally, um, you know, connected to, uh, 
um, you know, whatever it is. And everybody feels a different connection to what they decide to do uh, for their career. Uh, That sense of purpose is just really important and that can disappear uh, if you found kind of the majority of your purpose through your job. Yeah. And I, I would even say that along with that sense of purpose, I would almost say that it would also be your identity for a lot of people. 100%. And I, I see this quite often with, with men, mm-hmm. that idea that who you are is tied up in what you do for a living. Um, and you know, when you retire, you know, you've probably worked your way up to a certain level of respect within your organization you know, people come to you with, you know, problems or advice and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes when you step out of the workforce, that, that, that just stops. Yep. Um, so, so finding that, that sense of connection, sense of purpose there, uh, can, can be important. I think it's something that a lot of people don't think about as they're making that plan for, Hey, I'm going to retire at the end of this year. What does that look like? Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and finally, I think one of the most subtle things there is your work gives you a routine. Now, whether, you know, you're, you're working kind of a, a, a nurse's schedule where it's all over the place, um, or if you're just a standard, you know, eight to five, uh, you know, working in an office type of person, that sense of routine that you get will just kind of disappear there. If you're not careful when you step into retirement. Mm -hmm. So we kind of defined those four things, um, you know, money, a paycheck, camaraderie, being around uh, the, the, the people you work with and your clients, if, if you're working with people, uh, your customers, uh, a sense of purpose, a sense of uh, re- respect, uh, of identity built into that, and then finally routine. When you retire, those things are going to shift and it can be a very, very drastic shift. Uh, depending on how much you know, energy and effort you've put into uh, your working career and how much uh, you have outside of that. So what, I, what we look at, and I think most financial planners start with the money side of things is, okay, well, you're not going to have a paycheck. How do we replace that? Okay, there's Social Security, there's pensions, there's your investments. That's kind of the easiest, uh, I think, thing to to deal with um, just because that's that's pretty black and white, you know. You need, you know, $5,000 a month. You get so much from, from this category, so much from this category, et cetera, et cetera. But getting into kind of those side of things and uh, kind of talking about the emotional aspect and the mental aspect of retirement, I think that's where uh, people in the financial industry can really provide a lot of value mm-hmm. because we're constantly dealing with people going through this transition. Yeah, Absolutely. So what I'd like to spend, you know, the rest of our time with is kind of looking at all the things that you can be doing to make this change a little bit more manageable. And I think for a lot of people, maybe just maximize uh, those things and come up with some ideas that you can take and implement, whether you're retired or not yet. Uh, But I think to to just kind of deepen some relationships, uh, deepen your sense of purpose and uh, give yourself, uh, I think, a, a, a higher level of well-being. Mm-hmm. All right, let's dig into it. Excellent, excellent. So we'll just kind of jump in here. Money, we, as financial advisors, we can handle that. We can handle setting up where you're taking your income from, uh, testing those plans and doing that. So we're, we're going to set that one off to the side. Uh, but that com- camaraderie aspect uh, that you got from your job, Let's just take uh, take a few minutes and just kind of dig into that. All right. Once that disappears, 
you now have some choices to make there of how are you going to build um, that sense of community there yeah. uh, that you once had through your career. So number one, and what I see quite often there is people kind of stepping back and say, okay, I'm going to go start visiting the grandkids now. I'm going to spend a lot more time with my family. And I think that that's, that's wonderful. I think that's the, one of the great reasons to retire is to spend more time with your loved ones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, if you, you look at the joy, I think a lot of people get from their, their, their family, uh, it's just really important mm -hmm. for others. It's okay. Now, uh, either myself or my group of friends, we're going to go and we're going to have experiences together. Um, you know, we're going to travel together, you know, maybe we'll, we'll just start fishing more, uh, whatever that could be. Um, I think that's a great, uh, way of kind of including that, uh, camaraderie with those people and those relationships yeah. uh, that you had prior to retirement. Okay. So I, I want to take a step back here, Royal, because I do have a couple, uh, things about what you've said so far, uh, that we can, I want to explore a little bit more with you Perfect from personal experience, right? So the, the reconnecting with family and friends. <clears throat> Here's the problem. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Reconnecting with family. Um, I love, I love my father. He's going to be 80 years old this year. And, and God bless him. I, I love spending time with him. I love to be able to go fishing with him. Uh, I don't do it enough, you know, because it just time escapes me a lot of times. But here's the thing. If you are retiring, you have to realize that your family's not retired. <laughs> your grandkids are not retired. Your children are not retired. And, calling them up at 10 a.m. on a weekday saying, you busy? <laughs> <laughs> I love my father. I love my mother. God bless me. They're, they're both still alive. Um, but the answer is yes, I'm working because I, I still have a job. <laughs> I still have to work. They call my wife at work. Hey, what's going on? Just working. So there's a lot of idle time and I don't want people to think, and, and, and I know that you, you caution them at this as well. You want to connect with family and friends now that you're retired, but realize that it's still not going to fill that void of your workday because most likely your family's working during that time. So it's not like you can spend that time and replace it with the connections with family and friends uh, because th they're not all retired. To, and that brings me to the next point of what you were just talking about, the clubs or organizations that you are a part of. I think it's so vitally important that people understand you really need to start looking at those clubs organizations, whatever you're getting involved in, making sure you're doing that five, six years, seven years before you retire, because it's not as though you can just retire and then have all these fast friendships and relationships in place. You've really got to start to build that before you retire. So you're almost transitioning those relationships from one to the other. So all of a sudden it's like, if you're, you've got a group of retirees that, that you're starting to be a part of, and yes, you can attend the club very often, but you're doing that in between work or, or on, on certain Saturdays or whatever it is. Once you retire, it's almost like they're able to welcome you with open arms like, Hey, now you're part of the full group, right? And you've, you've made those relationships and you're almost replacing the ones from work with this, this mm -hmm. group now. Have you seen that experience? Have you had clients that have said, hey, this has been really beneficial? Uh, 100%, 100%, because I think there's this idea that you're going to start living your life once you retire. And I've seen, uh, you know, some, some people who mm -hmm. have just focused on work so long, they've let other parts of themselves and their personality maybe uh, uh, wither a little bit by not staying involved. 
and they, they, they sort of start closing in on themselves. So I think that's an, that's an excellent point of, mm-hmm. you know, staying involved. One of the things I personally love is being a member of Rotary. Uh, if you don't know, Rotary is a, a, a service organization. Usually we meet uh, once a week uh, over breakfast or mm-hmm. lunch. Uh, and it's just, just just a great way of, of staying connected to the community, staying con- connected to, you know, doing good in the world. And uh, it, it's great to see some of the retired folks in, in our club who have been in Rotary for years and still look at it as a way of just having that fellowship time. Mm-hmm. And having that that camaraderie that I think is so important. We have uh, one member. We call him a uh, Grandpa Duck. We do uh, duck races each year where they dump the uh, rubber duckies into the uh, river and have a, a duck race like that. And for the last 10, 15 years, he has sold more ducks than I think any other Rotarian in, in our region. Yeah. That's just what he's known for. And as he's gotten older, we, we've just kind of watched him, you know, slow down a little bit. And right now we just have a weekly sign up of who's going to go pick up Grandpa Duck. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. And bring him to the Rotary Club, bring him to the Rotary meeting, and then drive him home. And I think that that level of friendship is just something rare that you don't always find everywhere. So being involved in, a, in, a, in an organization like that, like Rotary, like Kiwanis, nice. uh, like, it, like your church, all of those are a great way of fostering that camaraderie that you could lose. Uh, when when you retire from your job. Yeah, absolutely. And and the thing is, is, if you're passionate about whatever service you're doing, you begin to look forward to it. You you begin to look forward to those times um, where work during the last couple of years might have, even though you have good relationships, it might have been harder to get up in the morning to go, oh man, here we go. All right, I got to go to work. Come on, we can get up, right? And just getting to that point, now you have something that you can look forward to because there's it's almost a soul fulfillment of being needed, being wanted, people recognizing the value that you bring to the organization, and then that camaraderie you're talking about. So I, I think it's so important. I think it's a key piece that a lot of people just don't even think about. Absolutely. And that kind of dovetails, I think, nicely into talking about a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think really what, what I just want to step back, and we, we can kind of talk about the specific strategies here, but I think finding that sense of purpose, we really have to step out of ourselves and kind of take the focus off of ourselves and put it somewhere else in the world. So it, this could look look like um, finding a volunteer o- opportunity in a project or a nonprofit that you really believe in. I think it's kind of getting out of your own head and giving back to the world, giving back to what's important to you. That that really is, I think, one of the best ways of finding that that sense of purpose in life uh, and having. I think a deeper and richer experience as you move through life is, you know, giving of yourself, not being self-focused. I don't, don't necessarily mean selfish, but uh, focus on yourself. It's a great way of kind of stepping out of that, that mm-hmm. shadow of self uh, and, and really expanding your world world and expanding your worldview. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. The, the other things that, that, you know, I've seen a, a lot of retirees do is, uh, jumping into uh, a passion of some kind, uh, it, it could be playing more golf, but you can, there's only so much golf you can play. Uh, it could be, you know, developing a hobby mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. like collecting, could be learning uh, new things, uh, reading more books. I think it's just delving deeper into, you know, what makes you tick emotionally, mm-hmm. what, what interests you, what, what sparks that, uh, that flame of curiosity. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd like to add something to that if you don't mind, Royal. 
No, of course. So I, I think that one thing that a lot of uh, folks that are going into retirement, if you have children, if you have family that um, is of the younger generation, whatever that looks like, whether it's children, grandchildren, um, I would love to encourage you as part of your routine, once you retire, you're not going to be able to fill every day with everything, but maybe once a week for an hour or twice a week for an hour each time, I would encourage you to write down some of the stories, your stories, life, life stories that you can preserve those types of memories, stories you've probably told your kids and your grandkids probably told them multiple times, but write them down. If you don't like to write physically, you can type them. If you don't like to type physically, there's software that you can just talk into your computer and it'll, it'll write down what you say. And then there's a lot of different ways that you can get that edited and, and cleaned up and, and put into like almost short stories that you've developed. And, and I, I just, I say that because I think it's important. I love my father. Like, like we talked about earlier, he's 80. He's told me a ton of stories. We've encouraged him to write some of them down. My mom's helped him write some of them down as well. Uh, she loves to write. Uh, so she's helped him to do that, but that's more valuable to me than any inheritance that he could leave me. Any, anything that he could leave me, just knowing that his words are on that paper or that story is being preserved because my grandchildren, his great grandchildren won't hear a lot of those stories. And I want to be able to share those with him. And I want him to be able to share those with him beyond his, his time here on earth. So part of that routine that, that can get you just a treasure trove of information for your future generations as well. Absolutely. I think that that sense of history, mm -hmm. that storytelling tradition, I think that's something we've really lost. And, uh, you know, one, one of my favorite memories was um, my uh, grandfather-in-law. He had been a World War II prisoner of war on the German side. Mm. Um, he was captured by the Germans. Oh, wow. Had had, had a successful business, uh, had a ton of racing stories because he loved to race cars. And we, we just bought him a book of kind of prompts, you know, what, what was it like to, you know, go to high school? What was your, your first experience going overseas? That, that sort of thing. Hmm. And him just sitting there and talking through all these things was uh, probably a memory I don't think I'll ever forget. Just, just hearing about his experiences. And it was just so rewarding, I think, for everyone in the family to, to hear that. Uh, because oftentimes uh, we don't make time to ask those questions and, and ask for their, those stories. Yeah, absolutely. So that kind of leaves us and leads us into uh, talking a little bit about routine. Now, uh, a couple of, of, of sayings I've heard from a lot of my retired clients is, uh, number one is, I don't understand how busy I am now that I'm retired. Uh, and number two is, uh, my day has gone before I know it. And I think this is where a routine can really be helpful mm -hmm. in creating some space around yourself to make sure that you're not yeah. losing time to things that just aren't important to you. So number one, I think, in building your uh, daily routine is just looking at the things that you, you, you just want to do with your time, whether it's, you know, playing golf, going to uh, the gym, going to a class, you know, make sure you start scheduling those things. Even though, you know, you're retired, you still want to manage your time to a certain level. Now, there's absolutely going to be times where you just want to say, I don't want to be on a clock. I want to have uh, time to myself. Go ahead and schedule that time too. 
you know, say just, you know, for the next week, I'm just not going to put any, any pressure on myself, but then I'm going to get back into a routine. Mm -hmm. So you got to schedule in what, what's important. What are the things you want to be doing with your time? Um, and then also looking at, you know, what's, what are the essential things that uh, I need to be doing? Uh, for instance, you know, I think in, in, in retirement, as you're getting older, uh, you know, as you're slowing down, one of the most important things you can focus on is your health. So, you know, that could be going to the gym, joining a walking group, uh, just being outside more, all of those things that can just improve mm -hmm. your health. I just think that that's such an essential part uh, of having a, uh, you know, healthy and prosperous retirement there. We really need to kind of take it, uh, take hold of uh, the time we have and make sure we, we, we factor in some time there for, uh, you know, getting out, getting moving and uh, uh, taking care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you spent all this time getting ready for this, this retirement that's going to be amazing. And if you don't keep your health up, you don't get to experience it very long. Absolutely. Absolutely. And quality of life really is one of the most important things uh, that we want our clients to focus on. Because if you don't have your health, you know, it's very hard to enjoy all the other uh, things, other opportunities that you have available there. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing I, I want to kind of bring up with routine here is uh, when we're looking at what should be in your daily kind of routine is also what shouldn't be there. And I think, you know, you've worked so hard to have a, a retirement designed the way you wanted to. I think it's really important to look at the things that you can just let go of. What are the things that don't bring you joy? Um, Derek Sivers, he's a, a, a entrepreneur that I just really respect. He has a basically a binary where if a task or, you know, sitting on a board or a, a project, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. If it's not something that's going to bring you joy and it's not something that you really, really want to do, just just let it go. That way you're, you have space for the things that you want to do. Things that, that just don't bring you joy will fill up your calendar if you let it. So finally, as, as we, we're kind of wrapping up here today, uh, I just want to kind of leave you with a couple of, of ideas here. Absolutely. Uh, you can kind of takeaways that you can uh, walk away with here. So number one, I, I just I encourage people all the time, prioritize the early part of retirement for travel and activities. You know, prioritize that time between, you know, uh, whenever you retire and let's say 75 Make sure you're getting your travel in. There's natural things that begin happening to the body as we age and what happens to our energy levels where your desire for those things that you have early on in retirement just might not be there as you approach 80. So make sure you're pri prioritizing that travel and activity there. Uh, look for ways of building your community of friends and family. I think it's just super important to have those connections, uh, especially as you get older. Yeah. Take some time, try something new, uh, explore new opportunities, uh, you know, try that, those new things. Mm -hmm. I think th this world that we live in, there, there's endless opportunities to do that. Uh, so, so take advantage of that if that's something that interests you. And then finally, you know, stay on top of your health. I think it's, it's more important than ever as you enter retirement to really prioritize your health because what we're doing is we're, we're, we're saving and maintaining that quality of life that you want to have. So with that, um, I think we're, we're kind of wrapping up here. D did you have any other questions for me? 
I don't. I think you covered this stuff very, very well. Um, I, I do want to just go back to one thing real quick. If if anything that Royal has spoken about today interests you or you you love some resources on kind of some of the clubs and organizations that are out there that you may be wanting to get plugged into or just kind of discuss what you have in mind uh, as you approach retirement or maybe you have a the, the thought of, you know, that journaling idea. I, I kind of like that, but I really don't want to spend time writing. I don't like writing or I'm terrible at cursive or whatever. Royal has, uh, he knows of some free software that you can actually record your voice and, and tell it in story form and, and save those recordings for your future generations. There's all sorts of resources that, that Royal has. Um, so please reach out to Royal. Royal, what's the best way they can get a hold of you? Yeah, visit our website at opfa.com or you can just give me a call at 541-772-1116. Fantastic, Royal. Thank you so much for being there for your clients and everybody listening. My pleasure. And thank you for listening to the Life by Design podcast with Royal Stanley. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe down button below. This way, when Royal comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Life by Design podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The views expressed are those of the presenter and may not reflect the views of United Planner Financial Services. Material discussed is meant to provide general information and is not to be construed as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. Individual needs vary and require consideration of your unique objectives and financial situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Advisory services offered through Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. Securities offered through United Planner Financial Services of America, member FINRA and SIPC. Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. and United Planner's Financial Services are independent companies.